Hi everyone, and welcome back to Know Your Onions. After a bit of a break, we're back on our job giving you hacks for working across cultures. My name is Todd Wordcamp, and I'm back again to host another episode here at the ICUNet headquarters in beautiful Passau, Germany. Here today is actually a distinguished guest for our topic, International Recruiting, and it's the head of HR at ICUNet, Marinda Seisenberger. Marinda, welcome. Thank you, Todd. I'm really looking forward to being here today, uh, tossing a couple of onions around and see what topics we want to get into. Thank you very much. Well, let's get tossing. Uh, let's just start by you introducing yourself. Um, yeah, just tell us a bit about yourself and uh, what is, uh, what's your day like? What do you do here? Well, my, my official title is Head of HR. And I mean, that in itself is, um, is something to be thinking about because essentially human resources, I hear from colleagues and other people in the industry, is a bit outdated. Um, we prefer to be talking about people, people management. Uh, and I guess that's what fills my days are people. Um, everything, it includes everything from recruiting them, um, employing them, promoting them, consoling them, particularly at, at the current time. Um, yeah, it's, it's all about people. That is what fills my days. And they seem to be quite busy. Um, ICUNet is active at about 20 locations worldwide. Would you say that our efforts as a company in international recruiting have been successful? And maybe tell us about some differences or surprises that you've encountered along the way recruiting people all around the globe. Yeah, well, firstly, I think it's a great honor to be able to recruit internationally because you really, it's a learning curve um, for all people working in, in recruitment. Um, I would say we have been successful because we've certainly found the people we've been looking for. Um, and it has been surprising and at times very challenging. Um, why do I say that? Perhaps I can just tell you a story um, of, 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 for me, a big surprise was when I recruited people for the United States, for our office in Atlanta. Um, it started with CVs. I would um, get CVs in and they'd be one page. Now, with my being located in Germany for the most part, I'm used to getting CVs of between 16 and 28 pages um, and, and that was quite amusing because everything would just be on one page. In fact, I was told by a friend that, oh, you're lucky because normally they want to send you something from the US that fits on one screen of a, of a mobile telephone. So I considered myself lucky with the one page. But there were interesting things like, um, very, very differently from Germany, there would be no photo. I, I couldn't tell whether Carrie, whoever, was male or female. Not that that should matter. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is there are such differences. I wouldn't know birth date. I would know very, very little about the person behind the application. Um, so that was always a little bit of a surprise factor. Right, is Carrie a girl or a guy? Um, and then I'd finally meet the person and it would be a guy. As I said, not that that matters. Um, but I think as well the way people present themselves um, in the U.S. Was a, was a learning curve for me. I got once, and I can remember it so clearly because it was so amusing to me at the time, uh, somebody described himself as, um, or his, his um, achievements as, in the very short time I've been with the company, I catapulted my department to new stratospheres. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's language that just wouldn't enter the realm of an application uh, process. 
Certainly not in Germany, but I don't know, Todd. Maybe that's uh, uh, normal in the U.S. As a as a U.S. citizen, I'm glad you were now introduced to uh, a favorite pastime of ours in school, and that's show and tell. Um, uh, yeah, a lot of people around the world don't do this, but uh, in Amer- U.S. American school, you always have to bring something from home, go in front of all your classmates, and really tell them that it's the coolest thing in the world. Really uh, build that kind of presenter muscle that um, we're really well, well known for. So I think interviews, CVs, all that stuff, it's really just an extension of show and tell. Yeah, it's lovely. I mean, it's nice as well to, to be aware of those differences. Because in Germany, I kind of get the impression as a non-German myself, um, put in as much paper as you can possibly muster. Mm-hmm. You know, every little thing, even if you worked at the corner shop for six weeks, put it down in writing, make sure you get a reference, and, and pack that CV full of all your, your skills. So, yeah, and speaking of the U.S., it's like there's a lot of things that maybe are understood a a certain way in one particular country. Mm -hmm. One of them is diversity. We have a very particular way of looking at diversity. Um, How would you define that topic and maybe how it extends uh, around the globe and why would it maybe be important to an organization? Mm. Well, to be fair... And whether this is politically correct, I don't know. But I've heard so much about diversity, and, and, and it's it's DNI, diversity and inclusion. Um, I think there's a lot going on. It's not new, um, but I don't. I'm not personally convinced that people do walk the talk when it comes to diversity. I think it's still a bit of a, a tick the box topic for many organisations, particularly in Europe. Um, and I do hope that that will change, and that we can just get on with it, so that it's not just. Um, something we have to do but something that we want to live Um, and I think that diversity uh, alone doesn't work we need to we need to literally be diverse and include people in more than just being different Um, making them feel included in 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 company decisions important things Mm -hmm. Um, I think that is where where we're going to have success if I may I I would prefer to talk about um, another sort of buzzword that is newer and it's the employee journey or employee centricity. Companies have these terms when it comes to their customers but I find these two terms need to shift up the ladder a bit as far as HR topics go. Uh And I'm interested, what are those? Well you know when you focus uh, as in customer centricity, your full focus and all your efforts are dedicated to making the customer experience a really good one. And I think our role in HR, and of course HR as part of the of the organization and as a strategic part of the organization, has to focus all its efforts on employee centricity, on making the employee journey from the very first knock at the door, whether that's the incoming CV or a telephone call, um, to making that journey a great one. I think today people are the employees that are that are getting in touch with us. They're a little bit like consumers. Mm-hmm. They they want it to happen like like it happens when they shop. You know, today it's easy, it's quick, it's online. You push a button, you deliver, and you get it. And I think that this is the expectation, certainly from the talks I've been having with younger people, um, the younger generation. Who I mean, that's our future are saying, make this easy, make it simple, make it friendly, make it work for me, and understand that I'm not what you've had up to now. And I think that's an area, particularly in our company, where we have a very young base, we have a lot of Generation Y and a lot of Generation Z coming down the track, 
and I think this is where our efforts need to really be concentrated, is A, winning those people for us, and then, of course, retaining them. Mm-hmm. So it's much more about the experience. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that, that, that experience doesn't end and should not end the day they start their first working uh, day. Um, for me, that's when part B of the experience should really start. So, and we need to keep on to that. I think that's a topic that's that's uh, right up there for us moving forward. Yeah. So, after just a few questions, I've noticed you have quite a unique approach at looking at things in terms of, okay, it's not just about HR, but it's this. It's not just diversity. We also need to be looking at this um, or where you are. Is there anything different that you do when looking for talent abroad, trying to get those new, you know, Gen Y, Gen Z, or even, you know, the big time talents um, uh, looking for more managerial roles? Um, is there anything different you do in terms of the tools the, or the types of ways that you search for people? Mm-hmm. Working for, for, for ICUNet, which is really specialized in all things intercultural and international, um, our focus has to be on at least an awareness of the the cultural differences that are there. Um, And again, if I use the example of, of again, the United States, I'll give you a concrete example. We were looking for an MD there, and as a little experiment, we decided to just place the job ad on our website and have no paid advertisement at all. I didn't think that would work. I was very, very skeptical. And I do have to say that it was picked up by Indeed and we were inundated, inundated with applications, not just for a management position, but also later again um, for a regular office position, Mm -hmm. so more of a a clerical nature. And that worked so well, I would never have thought it. Um, It didn't cost anything. It was a wonderful platform for for communicating with with applicants. So, So that is something that I would highly recommend. LinkedIn is buzzword number one when it comes to networking. So I think certainly the moment you go outside of our borders, but in the meantime also in Germany, um, LinkedIn is is the be-all and end-all. It sounds like I'm doing a, a bit of an advertising <laughs> spot for them, but, but it's true really. That, that's network um, par excellence, um, and we do get a lot of direct um, requests. In, in China, for example, it's very, very different. I would use neither nor, as in neither LinkedIn nor Indeed. Um, what's been really helpful there is our role from from head office has been more one of governance um, because we believe that those local entities know best who they're looking for and what they need. Um, so we've been happy to support um, for a top management position, we would work with headhunters. That works well because China is a big place with a lot of people. So we just wouldn't have the capacity to spade through in the normal way. And then, of course, they use um, portals like WeChat mm-hmm. um, and so on in China. So, yes, we do have to vary depending where we're looking. Mm-hmm. And uh, so far, so good. So far, so good. And maybe one last point. So I'll have one more difficult question for you that I think I can let you go for the day. I know a you're difficult busy. one, all right. Uh, so we've got a lot from your side, right? And now you're a graduating student in the corona crisis. Uh, you know, you're trying to get noticed for a job in one of the most difficult economic periods in almost a century, maybe even more. What do you do? What, what, what advice would you give them? What, what's, it's, a, it's a podcast for hacks. What kind of hacks would you give somebody who's looking to land a job in this time? 
Yeah. Well, you know, you know what I love about about a crisis or an extraordinary situation is that it brings with it lots of new buzzwords, and we have a good one at the moment. It's called the new normal. So, so my advice to to graduates would be stop talking about and thinking about and focusing on Corona or COVID nineteen as you, uh, however you like it. Get away from that because it's the new normal for the moment, anyway. Um, and who knows? After that, we may have another uh, pesky virus uh, to deal with. So I would say what what one really needs is tenacity, perseverance. You will get a job because you believe that the job market wants you and there's a place for you. Um, keep on to it. Forget that there's the virus. And uh, yeah, tenacity is the order of the day, and um, creativity, and get out there and network like mad. Now I'm inspired, I, mean, I already have uh, a wonderful job here, but I'm inspired to get out there to be tenacious and with that I think I would uh, like to thank you very much for taking the time, giving us a lot of valuable information, a few hacks, uh, really appreciate it Brenda. Thank you very much. And with that, I think it's safe to say that you know your onions. To our listeners, if you want to know more about hacks for working across cultures, you can find our next podcast as well as e-learning courses at learnhub.icunet.group. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.